What is that, beautiful people? Hello, and welcome to another episode of the My Friend Says You Grow Gyms podcast. I'm your host, GR Hoff, and you're in the right place if you are a gym owner, personal trainer, box owner, fitness pro that is looking to grow your gym, grow your business in ways that you, your family, your community, the people you serve, and not least importantly, your bank account are going to feel absolutely awesome about. What is happening, beautiful people? Have a, a super uh, short yet super impactful one, hopefully <laughs> a super good reminder um, for me on the docket today. Uh, we're putting together a ton of content for our, um, we, we've got a retreat uh, here in San Antonio this weekend for our, uh, for, for, for our members and uh, just super excited. we got a good little crew um, coming down to San Antonio. we got a great house. It's going to be a great time. And we've got a ton of stuff on, you know, scaling up your gym um, <clears throat> coming out. And, and part of that, uh, obviously, when it comes to the idea of scaling, um, uh, part of the part of the piece of that or one of the pieces of that puzzle is leadership. And <laughs> it was it was funny uh, as I was talking to another gym owner um, early this morning this exact scenario kind of popped up. And so the idea is that, um, is this, what do you think happens if you've got, you know, you have multiple people on your team, it could just be, you know, you and another individual, but let, let's say this is an area you have two or more individuals on your team. One of them is an incredible performer. They're an, they've got an incredible, uh, a credible set of values, incredible culture fit. They go above and beyond constantly. Like they are the perfect employee. They are the ideal person. If you could craft somebody that you'd want on your team out of clay, they are that individual. And then you have someone who's not, you have someone who's a little lazy, someone who constantly does the minimum amount required. And sometimes less than that. Uh, you have somebody who's just like not a great values fit. They're not a great team player, but they're kind of, you know, hard to fire. They have some clients or whatever it might be. What do you think happens as a leader? If you're constantly preaching, going above and beyond, and that we need to be the best, and we need to take care of our people, and you're trying to hold people accountable, what message do you think it sends when you allow that shithead on your team to continue to operate like a shithead? What do you think the impact is when you allow the shithead on your team to keep acting like a shithead? Hint, the other individual is going to see that it is okay to operate like a shithead. And when you don't reward the star performer on your team, when their only reward is maybe a pat on the back every once in a while, maybe even a little bit of increased compensation, the reality is the discrepancy between their performance and the shithead's performance is night and day. It probably cannot be demonstrated by a level of compensation other than like binary, well, the person that, that's a shithead, they don't get compensated at all. And the person <laughs> that, that is not a shithead, right, the star performer does. There's not a level of disparity that we can create that accurately reflects the difference between the star performer's performance and the shithead's performance in terms of financial gain. So if you're paying the, 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 the shithead a dollar, right? There's not a level in a realistic fitness business that you're going to pay, be able to pay your superstar performer that accurately represents the discrepancy. If you could pay the star performer $10,000 a month, it's still, <laughs> It still shows that like, well, like you can, you can actually like get paid and just operate like a shithead. 
And here's the deal. Humans are inherently lazy. We are inherently adaptively, I might add, lazy. It is adaptive for humans to be lazy. If we can get the same result with less effort, it makes sense to do so. It makes sense to search out mechanisms by which we can make that happen. It does. Like if, if you were able to walk outside and there's a saber tooth tiger, right? You're, you're in prehistoric times and there's a saber tooth tiger on the, uh, on the old, you know, rotisserie saber tooth tiger sitting out there that you can eat. Does it make sense to go like put yourself at risk and go through all this effort and, and, you know, risk getting eaten by a Tyrannosaurus Rex or some shit? Like, obviously we didn't live during those same times, but you get the idea. It makes sense for us to be lazy. And so how much teeth do you lose as a leader? How much oomph do you lose? Credibility would be the appropriate word. Do you lose as a leader by allowing the shithead on your team to continue to operate like a shithead? Spoiler alert, it's a lot. And spoiler alert, the star performers on your team, everybody on your team, they are watching you. They are watching what happens in your business. They notice when you have somebody that is constantly not doing the right thing and they're not getting reprimanded for it and they're not getting feedback for it. They're not getting, you know, called out for it. The truth of the matter is most of us, if we listen, if we sort of operated in accordance with the outputs that we say we want from our business, right? Which is typically like, oh, I want to have a fantastic business. I want us to be really successful. I want us to be able to, to be the best in the area and yada, 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 all these different positive goals. You want to make a lot of money. You want to help a lot of people, make a huge impact, all those things. Well, most of us would want a team full of high performers that are deeply bought into the mission, that are zealots for our culture, that are fantastic fits with our core values, that are high performers constantly. They're the best at what they do, you know, end of story. And so if we allow individuals, even a single individual on a team of 10 people that, that, that is allowed to operate like a shithead, like we show that it's okay to be a shithead on our team. On this team, it's okay to take plays off. I don't want that for my business personally, right? You can do what you want, but that is not something that I'm looking for with my business. We want it to be incredibly uncomfortable to be a shithead. If you're going to suck at your job, I want it to be so uncomfortable for you based on the culture and the team that I have around you that you beg me to quit. Whereas so many of us, you know, we, and, I, and I'm the reason I'm saying this. I've been guilty of it. I've had countless friends that are guilty of it. I talked to another gym owner today that's guilty of it. Like it is, you know, I feel for you. Here's the deal. It is inherently sort of painful to have difficult, like conflict driven conversations with people on our team. It just is. I think part of why we want people to be such high performers and be awesome at their jobs is so that we don't have to be an asshole. <laughs> so that we don't have to like give that negative feedback and everything else. I wish you'd just be good. I wish you just do what you were supposed to do so I don't have to have this difficult conversation and come down on you because that is not what I wanted to do today, right? <laughs> like, I think that's part of the reason. The other thing is in reality, for for many of us, right, the average gym owner that we're talking to that's in our universe, like firing somebody is just like, 
we start to play, you, you might start to play a little bit of chess. Well, what happens if I fire this individual? Well, number one, like there's going to be conflict. There's going to be an uncomfortable conversation. Number two, like, you know, are they going to make drama on the way out the door or whatever? Number three, maybe they try to take some clients. Maybe they don't. Depends on how scared they are or whatever, you know, contract and paperwork you've had them sign in the past. Number four, maybe the biggest one is it's like, oh, how much work is this going to put back on your plate? You're hiring people to sort of be able to delegate and elevate yourself and maybe eventually fire yourself from your business. You can have the freedom you want, right? And then because of the situation so many of us are in, in our gyms, it's like, well, if you fire this person now, all of a sudden, maybe you have other people on the team that can pick up, pick up the slack. But the reality is in a lot of cases, it means that the owner is getting back on the floor. So the owner is taking on the work and picking up the slack from the person that they had to fire because that person couldn't do their job. So that sounds like a lot of work in and of itself. And then you can compound that with the idea, oh shit, now I got to do a job search. So I've got to, you know, go dig up the job ad or write a new job ad. I got to remember where to post it. I've got to follow up and interview a bunch of people. We've got to yada, 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 the whole deal, right? You got to onboard them. You got to train them, like all those different things. That sounds like a lot of work. And so it makes sense that you say, gosh, like, oh, isn't it just easier <laughs> to just like let the person just kind of stick around and not deal with it? Yeah, I feel you. The reality is in almost every case when one of these situations is happening, the pain, the short-term pain that you will feel, right? It's not a, an awesome thing to have to let somebody go or have a difficult, you know, feedback conversation. I'm not saying you have to fire these individuals immediately, right? Maybe we try to actually like, there's more stuff we could dig into in terms of management, trying to get them back on the bus and yada, yada, yada. But, you know, the reality is if it does in fact lead to that person leaving, like it is a, it is a painful thing. Like I feel for you. It's not like an easy thing to be like, oh gosh, okay, now I'm getting back. I've got to, I'm firing my morning coach. That means I get to back to waking up at 4.30 AM, whatever it might be for you. Like I get it. That said, the pain that you're going to avoid in the long term drastically and the gains that you're going to miss out on by letting a shithead stay on your team and literally poison your culture. Shitheads on your team are cancerous cells that are going to spread into every little corner of your organization. They're going to spread toxicity into every little corner of your organization. Even the people that are awesome that you think, you know, you never want to have them leave. They're the perfect team players. They're going to spread because that is the natural order of things. It is natural for people to be lazy. So <laughs> before you think about like, maybe there's somebody that you're thinking about on your team right now. There's somebody that's popping into your head. You say, gosh, yeah, they really are a problem. They've been a problem for a while. I haven't addressed it because X, Y, Z. I'd urge you to think long and hard. Hashtag nice. About how that might be impacting your leadership credibility to the rest of your team. Trust is a very difficult, difficult, difficult thing to build. It is an easy thing to break. And when you break that credibility by letting shitheads on your team run wild in your business and your star players see it, it's not going to be a good time. So said with love, I hope this was somewhat useful to you. If it was, leave us a five-star review. We'd, we'd love that. Maybe we even send you a gift for it if you shoot us a message. Uh, that's all we got. Love hugs. We'll see you guys next week. Talk soon.